Hail and well met, listeners. I'm your Dungeon Master, Nick, broadcasting live from the Underdark. We've brought several brave souls down here under completely normal circumstances to compete for the right to see the sun again. <laughs> Ugh, get that mic out of my face. I'm fighting a mushroom right now. I'm Declan fucking Quinn. To be honest, we don't know how many are going to make it. So a tune right in every other week for Mirth, Sin, and Fire Season 1 against the Underdark. In our last episode, our group of heroes found themselves surrounded by a war between battling religious factions of the Kuatoa. Worse, one faction had apparently succeeded in summoning the subject of their worship. They called it the Deep Father, or in their secret ceremonies, Limogugun. Those familiar with the upper hierarchy of demons, however, knew the beast's actual name, Demogorgon. Accepting that discretion was the better part of valor, our heroes elected to flee from the rampaging demon lord. Spotting a series of small flatboats, most of the group divided into threes and manned the light vessels, madly paddling for freedom. Eric remained behind, alone in the last boat, as Bocat and his mushroom companion Mushi were still trapped in the ceremony. Eric distracts the crowd of fish people with a display of fire, and Bocat joins him, the injured Mushi, in tow. Though the Demon Lord makes it to the docks and starts attacking the Kuatoa city, the group braves the wave's tentacles and explosions to make it, barely, to safety. Now, floating down a dark and narrow passage, the group can only hope that they are heading towards some chance at reaching the surface. Are we back to full HP now, or no? Um, yeah, we'll see that you guys have been traveling for quite a while. You've been able to each get a long rest on the boat. The Dark Lake is long and full of terrors. Okay. But there's at least room enough for you guys to take rests. You guys... We're sailing along the dark lake little boats for quite some time after witnessing Demogorgon rise from the waters after that sucky ritual in Slubladop. But eventually you happened upon a kind of grotto, a cave with a single large crystal in the ceiling that emanates something like faint moonlight. There are several buzzing insects around here. It's probably the most alive, calm place that you've seen in the entire Underdark. And so you all have, have lashed the boats together and waited here. There are many, many, many tunnels leading out of this grotto. It seems also almost like a hub of some kind in the Dark Lake. You've seen nobody pass by in boats or anything. It's just been you, but you've been able to get your long rest in under the light of this crystal. One night, though, you all, you all have... Uh, kind of lashed the boats together in a form of raft so that you guys can rest without drifting away from one another. But one night, most of you wake to one of the boats being cut off from the rest. You see on that boat are Bocat, Mashi Mashi, and Sereth. What? No! I wanted to keep both, Sa both Sereth and Bocat have strange looks in their eyes. And they're almost, they're staring at, they, every so often they stare at each other, stare back at you, give you a faint smile, and kind of wave as their boat drifts down one particular tunnel. 
out of which are floating. You see that kind of bioluminescent fungi are floating out of that tunnel, and they drift down it. Uh... Unless any of you want to try to stop them. Well, I'm not getting in that water. That's not happening. Trying to stop them. Oh, gosh. Do I have anything? I don't have anything for that. Except going into swimming after them. I had plans for Sarith. <sighs> Are they surrounded by those spores at the moment? Yes. Mind control shrooms. Okay, good to know. Well, how far off are they? If I if I if um, I go to the final final raft, but before the the one they cut the, where they cut themselves off from. How far are they from that point? Yeah, how, how as close to them as I can get and still be on the rafts. Oh, okay. You can get within sixty feet of them. I've only got one thing that can touch them from here. Oh no! Wait! 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 I'm gonna try and firebolt and see if I can ignite the spore cloud. Okay, so that's just a ranged attack roll. Yeah, it's just a ranged attack roll, which will be a uh, a 19. Okay, yeah. You chuck a little flame bolt, you chuck an ember of flame over there, and you do manage to catch a bit of that thick cloud of spores aflame. And as you do so, Bocad and Sarah hiss. They kind of clutch their heads. You almost get the sense that by hurting the spores, they're feeling the pain. Oh, no, they're gone. <laughs> They're, they're gone. They're, they're, they're part of the spore collective. Is there an actual mushroom that appears to be creating these spores? Not that you can see. I wonder if I can override the charm. That would take time, though. They'd probably be gone by the time I the, the, the override I have for the charm is called Fireball, and I don't think it would go very well, so... How's mushy looking? He's standing on Bocat's shoulder. He doesn't have a face, so you can't really tell. Um, but he is emanating a cloud of similar colored spores. Alright. Send another bolt that mushy with my light crossbow. Alright. Try and peg him. Alright, that is cocked. Flatter surface. Okay, that probably won't. Uh, that's gonna be a 12 to hit. That'll actually still hit. Ah! Most uh, excellent. So the damage on that is. Well, it is going to be 46 plus 3, because I'm sneaky. 46? Because I'm sneaky when I attack. Oh boy. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, you saw the thing in half with your crossbow bolt. You don't even need to roll the damage on that, you just take a shot, and the thing splits down the middle. It falls off and immediately once again set Bocat and Sarath awailing huh, as they his poor little halves. They, they hiss at you, but continue sailing down. Thought that was going to work. Well, at least one of us got to kill Mushy, so that's okay. Then <sighs> <sighs> well, they'll just fade into the darkness of the tunnel beyond, the tunnels and spores. And you guys are left with two boats between Eric, Topsy and Turvey, Jim Jar. Brittany, Darren Dill, Declan, Eldith, and Bumpy Doe. Kind of a boat and a half. Mine was not in great shape. Mm hmm. Hmm. Well then. Curse that mushy. They have to take Sarah. Like, of all the people, they couldn't have taken Eldith. <laughs> she just looks at you. 
okay now. What? You would have way better chance of surviving out there than Sarah would? Well, she takes up less room on the boats. She's heavier! We're not, we're not worried about weight, we're worried about space. Like that? Yeah! I think you know what I'm implying. I don't know what side to take in this. I'm walking away. Don't! <laughs> <laughs> Avoid taking sides. She's gonna just kind of stomp across this half-broken boat, sends it a-rocking. Oh, and you know what? Sarah is apparently also smarter than she was. He didn't rock the boat with his big dwarven feet. Yeah, the half-boat is is taking on water quick as she's clambering over to get at you, hands outstretched as if to, like, strangle you. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna focus on keeping the boat upright. Just make a dexterity saving throw then. <laughs> I'm gonna cast minor illusion of like my snake oh, hair coming at her. <laughs> Total of six. Ooh. Yeah, you're you're attempting to counterweight the boat and end up just making it worse. Who else is in the boat? You end up sending Buffido, the uh, emaciated Dwergar, flying into the water. Was where he, he immediately oh. begins sputtering and drowning. Was he Dinky's Avenger? Yes, Dinky's okay. Avenger. I want to save okay. him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and grab and reel him back into the boat. Okay, he's uh, he's failing pretty hard. You're gonna have to like grapple him to get him well, out of the water. I, uh-huh. I do have a plus two strength. Try it, yeah. Athletics check. Yeah, see, Eldith has reached the point at which the bolts are tied together, and she's feeling a little nervous about crossing because there's a lot of water behind and to both sides of her right now. <laughs> So she has paused for a moment to consider this course of action. Is it strength or, or athletics? It makes a difference. It's athletics. Athletics. 18. Oh, yeah. Easily haul him in. You just grab him by the nape of his neck. Yeah. Pull him out of the water. All right, everyone. Calm down. Calm down. This is only going to get us thrown in the water, which for all we know is full of demonic crocodiles. Oh, also, sorry, Nick. Um, I forgot about Jack of all trades. My passive perception is 10, not 9. Oh. I was wondering, I was, I was like, why is it 10, not 9? Because Jack of all trades. At this point, Jim Jarr says, you know, I bet this boat won't last much longer, so I, I think we ought to find ourselves a settlement or something, just at least get moving before this thing entirely goes on us, because I don't think we're going to be able to keep all eight of us, including a dwarf and a gorilla man, on one of these boats. That's fair. That's fair. All right, who's best at paddling? Sarith was really good at paddling. He was. He was dang good. Probably never took him. This has just been a terrible day. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'll paddle. We'll see if I can paddle without sinking the damn boat. <laughs> <laughs> boat assignments. Who's going with who? I mean, obviously, Eldith has to be in a boat that is not with the Quagoth. I'm hanging out with the Quagoth. I'll go okay. jump into Eldith's boat and make sure if Brittany antagonizes her again, I can help m- prevent her from trying to leap out of the boat and sinking everyone in it. <laughs> yeah, I'll stay with the half boat. I-, I broke it. I should stay in it. Okay, that's the one that Eldith and Declan are now in as well. So Jim Jar will be sticking with Brittany, and so Topsy and Turvy will be with him. <clears> and <throat> that means that you guys have Buffy Doe in your boat. Boat, with a question mark, in quotations. (laughs) Boat. You guys have many choices of tunnel. There's, of course, the one down which 
Sarath and Bocat went down, which is currently full of floating black spores. Why even mention it? Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys <laughs> wanted to go on a rescue mission or something, or... Huh. Um, uh, no. There is, there is another tunnel down which the current seems to accelerate. There's another one where you can hear faint whistling, like a wind is coming through it. There's one down which you can smell brimstone. Listen, but let's not go down the stinky tunnel. <laughs> and of course there's the tunnel heading back the way you came. And there is one more tunnel which is really low ceiling. Like you guys would have to be seated in the boat to go through it. Let's and it seems the wind tunnel. Windy yeah. one, whistly one. In, in a sinking boat, I'd rather be accelerated by wind than by fast current. That's Fair. I was thinking the fast current would mean less pedaling, but that would also mean more falling, most likely. And probably more rocks. Yeah, so... Rocks tend to reduce boats to planks. Wind. Windy tunnel. Yeah. Windy tunnel? Yeah, wind tunnel. Wind tunnel. That's my fault. Okay. Ooh, maybe make a sail. I, I imagine that's something that someone could absolutely do, yes. Someone should definitely do that. <laughs> she, like, hunkers down to, like, take a nap. Well, well the wind is blowing out of the tunnel. Oh. You would be going against the wind. Sorry, oh. I should have clarified. Probably don't have enough room on the river to tack. So, not that I would know anything about that. Alright, fast moving it is. Yeah, I guess. But I wonder if that leads outside the wind. In a normal cave, air means outside. Down here, it might just mean windier cave. Okay. But it's air, and no waterfalls. Well, less obvious. We're we're further from the rapids, if that's what we're looking at. Alright. So we row against wind. Alright, fine. Okay. It's not as difficult as you think it is. The wind isn't necessarily a pushing, forceful wind or a gust. It's more of a a breeze. A constant breeze against your face. Hmm. That's actually kind of nice. Indeed. And as you travel down the tunnel, it grows warmer and warmer and warmer until you reach a cavern with a pool where the water is almost green and mm. bubbling. Seems like a kind of hot spring of some kind. Oh, great. And inside this cavern is what looks like a mausoleum. Oh, no. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's meant to be here. It's not built into the wall or anything. It's as if somebody took this stone building with decorations of bronze and columns and dropped it here. It's it's um, it's canted at a slight angle. Its pillars at the front are all mostly broken and gone. Everything is dented. It looks like it's been here for ages. I look above it. There's not a hole the size of the mausoleum over it, is there? Uh, yeah, there is. Oh, we can climb out. Or at least I can. Well, you can't exactly. It's blocked by rubble, mostly. Oh, damn it. <sighs> okay. But, entering the cavern, you'll suddenly hear a soft, feminine voice ringing out, sounding very faint, very distant. Oh, I draw my weapons. And just says, Hello? Hello? Is, is someone there? Please. I'm trapped. I'm trapped here. I've been here so long. Please, come and help. Oh, that sounds like a trap. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does. Let's check it out. What? Come on. No! 
This is uh, very I carefully. Help someone. It's probably not someone to help. It's probably some monster that's in their garden treasure. It always is. I did stop making so much sense. Okay. <laughs> Do I ever have any others? Come on. It'll be fun at least. We want to get out of it. Potentially whatever's in the mausoleum. There's always good stuff in mausoleums. If there um, are coffins... I should say at this point, Darendil is just going to immediately... I'll save you, dear woman! Oh. Dives into the water and immediately starts... <laughs> as it scalds him. But he's swimming strongly towards the entrance of this building. Oh no, I guess we'll have to follow. And I'll link arm with Declan. And have him just escort me there. <laughs> This way, my lady. Okay. <laughs> is he swimming there, or is he kind of stumbling along the bottom over there? How and deep he, is it? Uh, he is swimming until he gets close to the edge and is able to kind of wade okay. up out of it. So what did we learn? Oh, you're talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put uh, my hood up on the cloak of the manta ray that I have. So you walk in to a very small... Antechamber. The others, by the way, have elected to just stay in the boats. They're not super interested in coming into Oof. this nasty thing. Fun by me, more loot. Eldith in particular was like, mm, I'm not a fan of graves and such. The dead, I leave the dead for the dead. Bobby goes, I, I, I have no care for the dead either. They're already dead. My care is for the living and the soon to be dead. I do the same thing, living, soon to be dead. I like the way you think. I know. Hair toss. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks the dead is someone else's problems until they're biting him in the ass. Okay, let's go. You enter this dark room. On the right-hand side, you see a stone diorama depicting a woman clothed as a, a noble woman of some kind, surrounded by people all kind of in worshipful postures, there are many trappings of wealth and power about her. She definitely looks like a figure, an important figure of some kind, uh, with some kind of power. If you look all around, the rest of this room is has cracked imagery of floating cities. Like cities that seem to be suspended above the ground. Hmm. The only other door in this room leads to a staircase leading up. Hello? No answer. Oh, looks like she saved herself. Guess we'll just have to leave. wonder how far you would have had to have dropped this thing for it to come that far underground. Well, how sturdy it must be to have not just fallen to pieces on the way down. Yeah. It's good dwarven stonework. Very sturdy. Okay. Door? Absolutely. Door. Wait, let me check it first. Yep, absolutely. You're gonna okay. check the door for traps. I'm gonna stand back. So the door is a 10-foot by 10-foot slab of solid marble encased in a thin layer of bronze, which has already turned green with age. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> you're doing, you're checking for traps? Mm-hmm, and I rolled a six. Okay, yeah, it doesn't appear that anything about this door is suspicious at all. Right, all right, it's absolutely safe. I'm there certain. seems to be. But you do still feel that faint breeze coming out of this place. Okay. Warmer now than before. I burn a sorcery point and get resistance to fire for an hour. Okay, sounds good. You all, I, I guess you're just gonna ascend the stairs then, Declan? Absolutely. Okay. I'm Ten so steps behind happens. 
What? I'm ten steps behind him. <laughs> I'm well, nothing six needs to happen to him as he ascends the stairs. Everything's fine. Again, just that warm breeze. Is there a place in here where I could possibly take cover in case of emergency? If you go on the staircase, there actually is a landing about halfway up, and then it turns entirely around and goes up, so you could technically, like, hide around the corner of the stairs if you wanted to. Uh, I'm going to stay at the bottom of the stairs. Okay. So, Declan, when you come to the top of the stairs, you find yourself in a shrine of some kind. There are shreds of dusty tapestries on the floor, but on the wall, all those fresses kind of that you saw before, the patterns before here, don't seem broken. They seem to be gouged, cracked, as if by some tool. Um, as if somebody was trying to deface this thing. Hmm. Well, either someone really doesn't like whoever this god or goddess is, or we're not the first grave robbers. I prefer grave rescuer. Could you roll a, a uh, perception check for me? I certainly can. I'm putting that on all my cards from now on. <laughs> Thirteen. So you can you can tell that this damage was recent, but hmm. there are no tracks on the floor of any kind. Right then. Like, there's a thick layer. There is a thick layer of dust. Somebody who came this recently should have left tracks. Could I use, like, a knowledge arcana or history or religion or something to try and identify a little bit more information about the um, people depicted in, like, the paintings and such? Sure, you could try a history check. Okay. Ooh, that's good. 24? Easy. Okay. You can tell that the this tomb, the, the etchings and all the, the the style of it, point to the empire. It, it, these are from the Empire of Netheril. Have you guys ever heard of the Empire of Netheril? Yeah, I. Probably not. No. Doesn't ring a bell. It's an old story. Very likely a bard would know something about it if they studied the history of <clears> it. <throat> yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, no idea. No. I would like you to do on on the edges of your memory. You remember there being tales of a powerful sorcerer from Netheril, from these, from the floating cities. You can't remember the name, there was but a... you do remember that it was said she wielded the power of the sun itself. You know. That she spoke to the gods of, of the sun, the god of the sun, and received her power directly from him. See, or was, there... or was distantly related. So there was this very powerful sorcerer, sorceress, actually. Sorceress. She was from the floating cities of Neverill, and it was said that she had a very close relationship with a god. One might say that she might have been a distant relative, and that she wielded the power of the sun itself. Oh. Oh, that's not good. I recommend that we proceed with caution here. Declan. I always proceed with caution. Declan. <laughs> there are two doors in the room with the shrine, by the way. One directly across from the staircase, and one to your right. Wonderful. Is there any rubble around me? Yes, there's plenty of chipped stone and whatnot that you Great. can pick up. I'll grab a couple and I'll chuck one at each door. Nothing happens. There's a faint ping, ping, as they hit the old pieces of bronze, but nothing happens. Alright, we're up to a good start. 
All those traps designed to catch flying pieces of rubble completely useless now. At the very least, those doors aren't mimics. Well, would you check to test that with flesh, not with uh, something inedible? Mimics aren't smart. If they think I'm attacking them. They'll, they'll, they'll squeak, yeah. Okay, well, the one across, directly across is obviously the one we're supposed to go through. So look at the one to the right. Keyholes, anything? Just just a handle kind of door. So, sorry, doing what? Looking at the door to the right. What kind of door is it? Keyhole, handles? So these doors pivot on a center point. So you can, it's almost like a revolving door. You could push on either side, the door will rotate. It, it seems to rotate freely, like there's no, there's nothing hindering it except almost a magnetic force that keeps it in place when it's closed. You can feel it kind of bounce a little if you poke it. <laughs> I see how much force it takes to get it to open. Just, just, just push it until it breaks free of that influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you do that and it just kind of spritz out for a second. And oh. you see, and you can, if you can peek beyond, you see that there is another such door beyond it. How good is the pivot? Is it still pretty loose, or is it, uh... Oh, yeah. No, it's it still seems to be in perfect condition. Despite everything being around it being molded or corroded in some way, that thing still pivots smooth as silk. I've done nothing frivolous for a while. <clears throat> You'll have to indulge me. I'm gonna pull it out 90 degrees, get both hands on it, and I am going to wing it as fast as I possibly can. <laughs> I encourage this wholeheartedly. Go, go, go. I sigh heavily. <laughs> so every time it reaches that point where it's supposed to snap into place, it whips past it and you just hear a kind of whoop noise. So as you spin it, you just hear this whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, that sounds oh, awesome. Oh, those. If I help, can we get it spinning faster? Yes. Oh, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so that we don't like come through the other door, we beat it to death with this one. <laughs> we just grab it and stuff it right in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not just screwing around, we're coming up with tactics. Indeed. We are not children. Absolutely. I'm sorry, I got nothing. <laughs> you are children. So you guys get this door spinning super fast. Even though this is heavy stone door, it rotates so easily. It's like playing with a salad spinner. You're just so excited once you get the momentum going. Fucking yeah. this all night. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everyone's going to be sorry they didn't come in. We've got to find some stuff to throw into this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> stirring up around you, like the, all that warm air, it feels actually really good to have, like, circulation, and you, but you're blowing dust everywhere. Well, let's make constitution saving throws against dust attacks, dust bunnies. Uh, that that seems fair. Okay, that's... Not 22? Be great. You're fine. 14. 9. <laughs> Declan, you feel overwhelming urge to sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. He's gonna die. And all of a sudden you hear a booming voice coming from the, the room beyond this door you've been spinning. I'm just calling out, 
You have disturbed the tomb of Brysis of Cahame. That what was her name. are you, most miserable of creatures? And you all have to make Christmas saving throws. Oh. <laughs> 19. Natural one. 22. <laughs> okay, the two boys who are playing around are fine. <laughs> but Brittany... We're grand total of uh, nine. Just should have helped us with the door. Yep. <laughs> playing too. Um, you just feel the weight of a curse falling on you. Like your arms feel like lead, almost like your 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 movements with your fingers and your reactions with your hands are slow and achy, almost if your joints are arthritic. Ah, I'm too young for this. You have you have disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Eh, that's not good. Okay, well, okay, this sucks. That's all for this episode of Mirth, Sin, and Fire. Our cast is Scott as Eric Severin, Walker as Declan Quinn, and Candace as Brittany. I'm Nick, your DM, signing off until next time. Thanks, and listening on and the website, uh, LayerActionTheCom. Nailed it. LayerAction.com, Declan. It's TheLayerAction.com. Ah, uh, but my version was better. Uh.